Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. What's up, storytellers? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photocast with Stalagmite Thrilla. I had an incredible conversation with Steph, and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. But first and foremost, I wanted to give you guys a sneak peek of the Patreon-exclusive deep dive with Work More or Less and Red Dog 5. Check it out, and I'll get right back to the episode. We've all been there too, right? We've all been, you know, to the point when we kind of first jumped in, like, oh man, I would love to be recognized in a sense, um, or feel like, hey, somebody likes my work enough to want to share it and post it. So I I think we all know that feeling. And so it is fun to kind of turn around and and give that to others and give opportunity. Um, I, I think what you're speaking to, that's kind of just my personality. Um, I'd much rather deflect um, any kind of praise or, you know, positivity, like take it, but really deflect it. So <laughs> when I'm working on projects, it's it's us as a team working together. Um, yeah. It's not, I mean, obviously I play a role, but that's how I look at it more as a it kind of like being a team because I can only do so much as an individual. You know, can't thank you enough for these feature pages. I remember back in the day, the first yeah. Black Series feature I got was like, I was like, I thought it won the lottery, you know. <laughs> you just start out, you start out, and, he, yeah. and Matt, you know, people forget Matt is just a guy who's just, he set this up from scratch like anyone else, but it has this kind of air of, um, it's kind of badge of honor, it's weird, um, you know. It, yeah. It, it's a weird thing. It's 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 got this kind of mis, uh, you know allure and mystique to it. Getting on that, getting featured on there, um, because a lot of us collect black series and we're Star Wars crazy. And it's just I don't know. It's it's just it's a go-to account. So getting on there from time to time is always a pleasure and an honor. And, and what's interesting about it is because he has a larger fan base, you can see potentially what your photography might get engaged with, as opposed yeah. to your smaller account. So it gives you an idea of, it gives you a shot in the arm, basically. You go, oh, hang on a minute. Lots and lots of people saw this, as opposed to just a few on, on my account, whatever, especially when you start out. You know, it's not to be uh, sniffed at, really. And I like the way he promotes um, the not-so-well-known accounts, and then they can grow from there. They can get bigger from that. That That is another point, is having a close-knit circle of friends on social media like you can have an acquaintance i would recommend this is just my personal preference but i recommend like anywhere between like four to five really close friends on social media and then have an acquaintance like a a round of people that you would associate with every once in a while i would say like um, about 20 people that you just keep in contact with because any any more than that you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to feel like you're just basically always online having to always keep up with all these people like just pick people that you really connect with and that you really respect and you want to get to know them and just get real close to them and don't feel bad about 
having to be everybody's friend. Like there's people on the podcast that like I really connected with on an episode and we haven't spoken since, but mm -hmm. I don't feel bad about it because I know if once we get the opportunity to speak again, I'm sure it'll be a great conversation, but it's not, it, it doesn't make me feel like I'm, I'm a terrible person because I haven't kept up with them because I try my best to keep up with a few, just a few amount of people because that's really genuinely the most you can handle. I consider like five close friends that you really keep up with and you really try to keep in contact with. So that, what do you guys think about that? I agree. I was going to say, I think that's important. I think I said it on, I may have said it on the episode when we talked Dakota, but honestly, photography got in, and toys got me into the hobby. But what's keeping me here is the community. What's keeping yeah. me here are those relationships. And even if I wasn't shooting as much, you know, I would still keep up with everyone because I've built such good friendships with them. And with me, obviously, with me being more of an um, extrovert, like I want to keep in touch with a lot of people, but it's just not physically possible. And if you are doing that, one, you're not gonna have time. And two, the, the really core relationships, you're not gonna have that amount, like that much time to invest in a smaller group if you're trying to, you know, <laughs> treat everybody kind of as a, a equal, like little compartments that you're spending time with. So it's just one, not, not possible to do it. And two, it's just so much, you're going to find these people who you're going to immediately connect with outside of just like say the hobby or whatever your initial interest is. And so really just investing in those, a lot of that will happen organically, but yeah, I feel the same way because I always feel like, oh man, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a long time. But then I step back and realize, well, they haven't reached out to me either. So it's not like it's not like we don't like each other. We're trying to avoid each other. It's just we have lives and it's OK for me to not to be their top 10 in their top 10 group of friends. It's OK. It doesn't mean it's any less of a friendship or anything like that. It's just like just our interests aren't exactly the same or it just is what it is. And so I, I've had to kind of get over that just in my life, just being so extroverted but my wife is kind of the opposite. So she's helped kind of ground me and show me the other side of things um, and understand other personalities versus how, how I generally approach things or the way I think, so. And that little clip is just a bit over five and a half minutes of an hour and a half conversation that we had. I absolutely recommend it to you if you want to get deep with toy photography. It's a great way also to support the podcast. You can access all the bonus episodes for only a dollar on our Patreon, and you can check it out in our links in our bio on Instagram and also in the podcast feed as well. So let's get on with the episode and have a great rest of your day. Stephanie Bear is a toy photographer who resides in McKinleyville, California, up at the very top about 70 miles from Oregon. Her hobbies are photography, hiking, video games, reading, and playing with her kids. Her favorite movie is Die Hard. Her favorite book is the Han Solo trilogy. Her favorite food is coffee. And yes, she says it's a food. So we're going to go with it. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into this episode with Stalagmite Thrilla. Hope you enjoy it. Well, here we go. Three, two, one. 
What's up, everybody? This is Toy Photocast with Stalagmite Thrilla. Excited to have you on the show. This is going to be an exciting conversation. What is up, Steph? Um, not much. Thanks for having me. Um, just really excited and a little bit nervous. So this is going to be fun. I'm excited, too. I'm, I'm excited to actually say that you are the first female toy photographer on this podcast. So this is an honor, and I'm excited to... To hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that too on the listing, so I'm pretty excited. We'll see how I can represent. Yes, please do. Exciting. So start us off and uh, tell everybody how long you've been doing this toy photography for. So I went and looked back on my page because I couldn't actually remember when we when I started, but it was in October of 2015. So it's almost been five years of wow. taking photos. Um, I think for the last couple of years has been when I really tried to utilize my camera versus like an iPhone. So I would say probably strong two and a half years of actual toy photography. So nice. And are you pretty regular with that? Like, do you do it like once a week or what's your kind of uh, schedule? I was doing it about once a week, but um, I have two kids, so I have to have some kind of time on the weekends. So I usually schedule it now about once a month. So I've kind of cut back on when I can get out and about because I like to do outdoor versus indoor. Okay, cool. So when you're doing it like once a month, do you have like a – you're trying to get as many photos in as possible or do you just do like one or two? I usually try to think of like at least three setups that I really want to take pictures of, but when I get out there – everything comes to mind so you try to cram as much as you can in but if i don't get everything done like i'm going to be out later today um because i did miss some shots last time nice so who's some of your biggest inspirations in toy photography so i really like thought about it and i've known um kylie captain dangerous for a really long time we're actually going to go fly out and see her in april awesome Um, yeah and she's been amazing but um I was trying to think of everybody, like a lot of people on the podcast I really liked, like Dan, um, can't remember his handle right now, but he does the... Um, the Tiny Epic Photos? Yes, yes. Yeah. I always get the... Everybody has Tiny in front of their name, it seems like, on Instagram. <laughs> and so I have to like look him up by Dan. And so he's one of the few that I know by name. Um, his stuff is really good. Um, Tom Ivoatu is one of my good friends on here too. We talk about life and comics and stuff all the time. But as far as, like, a lot more female ones, um, Betsaid is one of my best friends. Um, she is amazing with editing, and she kind of, like, tells, like, stories with her stuff. And so I get inspired for that to try to do a little bit more with, like, the editing process from her. But I have to say Captain Dangerous definitely has been one of the starting points. I mean, I saw her account and decided that was a toy photography was for me. That is really cool. Yeah, she's... She's inspired so many people, and I would love to have her on the show one day. That'd be really cool. Yeah, you should. She's great. Nice. So going back to the beginning, um, let's talk about how you started. You said you started with the iPhone, and now you've kind of moved over to a full camera. Um, How do you feel like your photos have changed since you started to now? When I first started, I looked at them, and basically you put a figure down, you take a picture, because you're trying to figure everything out, trying to see how it looks. You don't really know about scale, and just like, I think I took a picture in my front yard, just of an android of, from someone from Animal Crossing, and mm. now I like to try to find a location that's going to match the scale of the figure. Like, I have a lot of natural forests up here. I live up in the Redwoods, so 
a lot of green and a lot of just there's endless possibilities for trees and natural environment. So I'd like to try a little bit, a little bit harder um, with the camera to try to get the scale better. So it's a little more technical term for it, but I like to try to at least make the photos look realistic. So everything is supposed to be more natural in their environment than just a toy out and about. Nice. Do you feel like you enjoy it more now than you did when you first started? Yeah, most definitely. And it's like, it's the way I relax. Um, I work a full-time job. I have kids, you know, it's nice to go out on the weekend and just be able to play with your toys out in the forest. So it's pretty nice. That is awesome. So how strict are you with your shooting process? Like, do you post everything that you work on or is there sometimes you'll go out and do a shot and you'll like, won't like the finished product. So you'll just scrap it. Like, are you more interested in like the process of doing toy photography as like a stress reliever or are you more focused on actually getting stuff that you can post? It's a little like 50, 50. Um, I like to have something on there because I don't post as often. And when I do, I'm usually really excited about it, but I do take quite a bit of photos that I just, I don't end up utilizing or even editing and they just kind of go in the trash bin for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly, I really like the process of going out there and being able to enjoy myself. And you're going to get a thousand bad ones for every one good shot sometimes. So Nice. That's cool. Well, now's the part of the show we talk about your setup and your camera and the things that you use. Um, you can go ahead and list off everything that you are using currently. That'd be great. Um. My, I have a Canon T3i Rebel, so it's an older camera. I've had it for a while, and um, I have just the 50-millimeter lens, just the normal. Um, I don't take out too much stuff because I have to pack it around the trails, so I have a pretty compact tripod every now and again. I have the remote so I can take the motion capture with water. I carry a couple of the little um, the loom cubes and lights. I have both because... Um, some of the times I use the bigger ones, sometimes I use the smaller ones, depending on what's going on. I do have my atmosphere that I carry now. Um, I enjoy that stuff. I live where there's fog, but that stuff makes the best um, layer for outdoor photography that I've had in a long time. And then paper clips, I will tell you, save my life. So, What do you use the paper clips for? You can hang stuff from them. Um, you can also use them as a makeshift stand if you don't want the stands to have to be edited out. They're just super easy, especially for smaller figures, to, like, maneuver stuff around. And they're compact, so you don't have to have, like, a million things of wire and have to worry about stuff. <laughs> gotcha. That's cool. I've never actually thought about using that. Hmm. So how long does it take for you to get a shot? You said that you... Ten, uh, you kind of shoot once a month now. So, how long does it take for you to get that shot that's in your head and post it? Or excuse me, not post it, but how long does it take for you to get it like from thought process to execution and into posting? Is it normally like going to take a month? Because or do you are you like sitting on shots thinking about them all the time, and then eventually you get to them when you have time? I definitely sit on ideas for a while and try to get the time frames to work with my schedule. But when I'm out there, I mean, I could be out there for five hours trying to get one shot, depending on wind and just natural environment. Um, last weekend, that's why I didn't get the shots that I wanted because it was gusting through. I could have blew my tripod over like four times. Oh, wow. So, I, yeah, I had to like try to figure out, maneuver a way to around the tripod. But um, if you have time and then the weather conditions aren't right, so it could be 
that too but most of the time it's me trying to figure out the perfect angle too because you're in a natural environment you can't just raise up the dirt so you have to move around and figure out what angle works for the idea you have nice so what is your favorite fact in the figure line and and why is that so i was listening to one of your other podcasts where you're saying that a lot of people collect multiple lines and you kind of get kind of disjointed on what you like and what you don't Mm -hmm. um i'm one of those people that likes everything so um my boyfriend he collects like pokemon cards and video game collectibles and stuff like that i'm the hot toys um collector and like the action figure person which is kind of rare in a boy girl relationship is that i'm the one with the action figures um so i would say the nendroids are like my go-to for figures but i really recently have been really liking the hot toys uh, they're more expensive obviously but they have been really more durable at least out and about and they have more posing potential yeah and there's so much emotion that you can evoke uh with a hot toy versus a nendroid um but I love Nendroids too. I I had picked up a couple just to kind of experiment because I'd always seen people's photos and and really enjoyed those figures. But I think I the ones that I got was like some some Marvel ones, and uh, I ended up selling them just because like my hands are so big, like <laughs> their their little joints and their little tiny arms and stuff. Like I their just challenge. <laughs> yeah, like they were difficult to pose for me. So I was like, you know what? I I'm gonna send this to someone who going to enjoy it a lot more so but yeah i could definitely top see heavy <laughs> they are top heavy and like that's why you got to use that stand that comes with it you know yeah no i've been i've tried a lot of things i figured out how to like move their legs just right i usually stand a lot of stuff without the stand because i'm not so great at editing so you have to do everything as much as you can without having to use the photoshop as process how long does it take for you to get one of those androids to like stand up straight and just sit still that's half the battle. I will tell you what, especially when you have like, you're trying to do it on a branch and it like moves. <laughs> I have a lot of yeah. scuffed nin androids, put it that way, falling out of trees. Wow. Yeah. I see you shoot a lot of statues too. Are you a statue collector? Yes. Um, I was hoping that this was like a little bit more of a video thing so I could show you where I'm sitting. My whole living room is pretty much statues. We have a pretty decent collection um, Devin and I have been together for like nine years. So this is like a buildup of our, both of our collector habits, oh, wow. which can be, yeah, it's pretty crazy, but we have uh, sideshow collectibles. We have uh, first four figures, which does a lot of like the video game lines. So like the yes. Legend of Zelda and stuff. Um, we have, we actually have a gremlin from gremlins too, like actually from the movie scale, like the, like from the shoot. So it's, they made like a cast model of it. And it's oh, wow. room. Yeah. So. Did you get that uh, the Cowboy Bebop first oh, four yeah. figures? You, you yeah. did get the Spike Spiegel? We have Spike and we have Jet on them. Um, oh, on man. We also I'm have jealous. Mugen from Samurai, Samurai Champlo. That one's sweet, too. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. I'm a big fan of both of those shows. That's I'm really like... cool. That's awesome. Do you actually like shoot those, or have you tried to? I don't try to. I'm so worried about breaking something. Um mm. I've actually, I broke uh, Darunia, the first four figure. Mm. And so I'm not really allowed to touch him without supervision now. <laughs> but That's the little stuff I outside. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's polystone. They're hard to fix. Yeah, that, that would be difficult. I know, like, the only figure that is polystone uh, that I'm aware of is the Mezco Darkseed. 
I think he's polystone, but maybe it's a different type of polystone. I don't know, but yeah, that would be scary to try to pose that and or or at least move around to get some some good lighting and then chip it or something. That'd be heartbreaking. Oh yeah, that's the thing. It's just the tip of his hair came off, and I was like, oh no, ruined. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, do you see yourself as an artist? Is this is this something that you view as your art or is this considered your hobby? How do you kind of view this thing and how does that affect it? Um, I like to think that I, I enjoy it for the artistic part of it. I mean, my job's pretty like spreadsheets and accounting. So this is the way I get to express myself and um, be more me, you know, have a day job. It's like Superman and Clark Kent and get to wear your uniform and then you get to go out and have fun. So um, I enjoy it. And so it's more like a side hobby, but I really like, to think that I'm creating something unique. That is so cool. I've never thought of it that way, kind of like a, a superhero alias kind of thing. That is yeah. neat. That's awesome. Uh, so do you have any moments in your in your journey uh, with this thing that you I consider pinch me moments that you want to give a shout out to? I think this is going to be my pinch me moment, actually, is doing this interview because I'm pretty no excited about it. Yeah. Um, being kind of like, and this is kind of just the thing in toy photography in general. There's a lot of emphasis on action figures and like the superhero stuff. And it's kind of, I think that having a woman on this is actually kind of fun. It's interesting. And it's kind of a pinch me thing. And it shows people that, you know, you can be a girl and like action figures. So it's nice. That is awesome. Wow. That is really, really cool. I think having you on the show is definitely going to give people, especially women out there that, maybe our collectors and be like, Hey, maybe I should try this thing and go out there and see if they enjoy it. That'd be really cool to see if there's anybody that got inspired to actually do toy photography just from this interview. Yeah. Um, I actually went down to LA and met um, everything, Kylo, Jesse, and then um, my friend Diana, who I've known forever. And she was like so excited just to go out and we were, we went and shot for like an hour just in some park and it was the most fun I've ever had in, realizing that there's other people out there and you get to connect with and this is a podcast is a great way of showing our personalities and the way we do things so Thank a pinch you. me moment <laughs> wow that is so cool i, I feel special that's awesome <laughs> so where do you want to be in 10 years what is your kind of uh projection and is this something that you want to be doing still is this something that is going to be your focus or where do you kind of see yourself um, I'm actually thinking about going back to school for photography to try to learn some tips and tricks um, and also get some prints made up and kind of look to do this a little bit more like not as a, like a hobby, but like a, not as a career either. Just something on the side that I could do um, and maybe teach some people up here. Um, I live pretty in a remote area, so there's no other toy photographers around, but I'd like to be able to have like prints for sale and stuff in that regard um at least maybe create a little bit of a, a brand for myself that'd be awesome have you considered going to like a, a comic-con or like a local uh convention and, and selling your prints we we don't have any up here i have to drive like five hours south to get anywhere oh, wow. so it's like i have been we've been trying to save up some money to make that happen but kids come first there i have a 10 year old oh, yeah. and a four year old so it's like what they want to do but i think they're almost old enough now they can come with me because they're pretty into all the collecting too that is awesome I, I live in an area where there's actually um 
they're starting to grow with like all of the conventions and there's little ones and there's big ones. The biggest one for us is the Lexington comic con. And over the years has kind of, kind of grown as a presence, but um, we have little ones that you can go to and spend like a hundred bucks and just set up a booth. But uh, that'd be really cool. You should definitely, um, you should definitely look into that. That'd be really interesting to see. So um, this is the part of the, the podcast where we get a little deep. So what do you think the the toy community, toy photography community needs to focus on? And uh, how can we kind of make this a better place? It's a big question. Um, as far as myself, I think I think Dan has a good mindset for this is where people need to think more about how they can better everybody. Like it's, I think the best words for it is to be kind to, to start being a little bit more um, aware of other surroundings and what they're saying. And, you know, the internet's an awful place. So Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that our community is not part of that um, is one of the biggest things I try to be overly positive. Um, I've caught myself, I call it uh, comment vomit. (laughs) It's what I usually do. It's like huge comments. I try not to, but sometimes it's necessary. Um, I like to give people a little bit more positive feedback. Even, I mean, they tried, they tried, they went out there, they did something they really liked to do. They took a photo and it deserves some kind of praise. So I've been trying to be more alert to the fact that I want to put that comment on there that not just say nice even though that's nice too but I want to say something about their work and their productivity and I think taking a little extra time in a, in a time frame in a world where the internet's so fast and everybody's speeding by be kind and just take that time to like and actually look at the image and know what you're liking that's awesome that's something I wanted to pick your brain about actually because that's something I struggle with is uh, finding finding the time to be able to like leave a thoughtful comment on everyone's post and, and having this podcast is, is kind of uh, broaden my connections. And so now that I've got a lot more connections, it's hard to, to, to spend a lot of time on each individual post. Um, yeah. Would you, what would you recommend uh, just because people, whenever they're posting, I want to leave a thoughtful comment, but would you say like, should I, should I go out and leave a comment on, you know, three or four people a week or like a really good thought out comment or should I just, should I do a different approach? What do you think? I mean, for myself, I I try to sit down and if I'm going to like something, I want to be able to, to sit down and take the time with it. So like this morning, yeah, I have my cup of coffee. I'll spend some time on Instagram and look through things. Um, and at night before I go to bed, I, I just want to take some dedicated time um, as much, much as I am posting and I want that interaction. I want to be able to give it to other people, too. So maybe just finding a nice 30 minutes that you can actually take time and go through Instagram. Um, I have a lot of uh, people that I talk to, like on DM that I check in with. And while I'm doing that, I'll look through their feed just to see if I need to get caught up because Instagram eats posts. So. I mean, just finding the good balance for when's a good time for you to be able to really enjoy Instagram and do the thoughtful process that you want to do. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I, I think if I don't schedule that time, like I'm not going to do it because yeah. for for me, I can find other things to do. Um, but if I schedule it and I set like a set time, I'll I'll get around to it. I have like an alert that's on my phone. I calendar it every now and again. It says, check your Instagram, spend 20 minutes. 
Wow. I think mine's the opposite, actually, for mm. for uh, checking Instagram. I check it too much, but I don't spend the time doing the thoughtful comments. Like, I'm checking for news. I'm checking for, like, different things that – because running different pages, you're it requires keeping up with things. But, um, okay. I'm glad I'm glad I got a little bit of a some insight on that. I'm gonna definitely take that to heart. So, do you have any regiment for keeping like a mental fitness? Um, is there something that you like to incorporate in your toy photography that is is positive? Um, what's your kind of views on that, and how do you how do you kind of incorporate that into your daily life? So I do. I mean, I work out three times a week, but like for mental fitness, I just think that slowing down and having Instagram there to like look at and see posts, but also, I mean, I tried to, everything so fast nowadays. I just have to keep saying that because it's like everything, like I can't keep up on shows. So actually dedicating some time to sit down and think about things and work through some stuff has been helping me making sure I have that 30 minutes to myself, making sure if I need to read something um, scrolling through um, Netflix, seeing what the new show is and making sure I work through my queue. It's just actually checking things off a list I think is good for mental <laughs> preparedness for things. Um, as far as for my toy photography, I have a journal that I write down ideas in because once you think of them, you'll never think of them again unless you actually sit down and look them and focus. So I'll write down, I have a photography journal for that. That's awesome. I need to get one of those. Yeah, so just are a you, little notebook. <laughs> are you... Well, are you writing down, like, the actual, like, uh, everything about the photo, or are you just kind of getting, like, a summary of what you want to do? I'll think of something, like, an idea. Like, I have one that I'm going to set up today, but um, and then I'll write it out, and then I'll actually, like, kind of, like, sketch it out, like, how I want things to look. Um, I'll write down ideas for locations because I have some places I go to pretty regularly, so I'll have to, like, have to go here. <laughs> so That's awesome. How... How much do you visualize your shot before you do it? Like how how far along do you kind of like picture the process? Because I know a lot of toy photographers, they can be very explicit in how they design the shot in their mind before they go out and try to attain that shot. Do you kind of have like a, a, a general idea or is it very specific on what you want to do? It's... It can be generalized, but it's specific with the actual figures I'm going to use. Um, I also, how I want it to set up. But again, when you're out in nature, it's like you can't just haul your diorama up the hill. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like you have to use what you got out there and build it into pieces. And then you kind of just go with the environment and hope that the lighting is right. So like the trees don't shift. I've had to sit in the place for 20 minutes trying to wait for the sun for the trees to move again. So the sun comes back through for like a certain beam of light I needed. So it's been, it can be kind of hard, but at the same time, I know what figures I want. I know where I want to put them, how far apart. Um, and then just trying to get out there and make sure that the ground is going to work too. So it could be pretty generic, but at least specific with the tools I use. That's awesome. That's really cool. How have you noticed your, your, your photos, going from a camera, you started out with your iPhone and now you're doing your, your DSLR. How do you feel like you've kind of progressed in your visualization with that? Like, do you, has it like kind of opened you up to your creativity at all? Yeah. I mean, I had the camera nowadays, camera phones are pretty, pretty awesome anyways, but like, 
um, with my camera, there's so much more that you can do with it. And I've been learning a lot trying to um, really know the terminology for it. I mean, I used to call, I didn't know what an F-stop was. I knew that there was an F in front of it, but it was just like, <laughs> oh, I know that I, I can, I need to hit it at this number and it looks awesome. So it was just trying to go from there and actually understanding it too. But there's so much you can do with the camera and make things with the same setups. Um, just like I recently, I think it was last year, I figured out how to catch water when you just throw it around. Um, since I, again, don't know much about editing, I utilize the water bottles and um, just spray bottles and throwing dirt and doing all that stuff. So being able to capture that and get that emotion with the figures has been really cool. And you can do that with the camera, which I don't know if you can with an iPhone. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of hard unless you unless you did it like a, a video format when they have the slow-mo yeah. or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. So do you have any tips for people just starting out doing toy photography? Hopefully there's someone out there that's listening to this and they're like, I want to try that. Yeah. I mean, it depends if you have, if you have a camera and like, this is what I did when I first got mine, take it out. Like you trying to read that manual is just ridiculous. It'll make your brain hurt. I mean, I'm just a normal person. I don't, I can't read one of those things and understand it or look at 80 YouTube videos. Um, go out, take a picture. I, I like, I have to say, take a can of soup or something out with you and just take it at all different angles, run through the camera settings, see what feels right. And then go from there. Um, and also make sure that your first few pictures you take is a toy or an, or character that you really connect with. Um, somebody that's been there. I mean, I've been watching, I was a nineties kid, so got cartoons for days. Um, a lot of the stuff is just nostalgic. So make sure it's something that you're going to really connect with because that fig- that first photo is going to be important. That's awesome. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I think I, if I were to shoot like just three characters, it'd probably be Batman, Spike Spiegel, and like probably Luke Skywalker. What would be your three if you could just shoot three characters? Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'm trying to think here. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of three figures that I really, really enjoy, but characters-wise? Yeah, characters. Because you can, you can use different figures because, like, Batman's got so many different figures. Yeah. But... Oh, characters-wise, just for outside. Actually, this is a newer one, too, because I'm going to get this figure. The Witcher, um, I think, like, solidifies, like, as a character, everything I ever wanted to shoot for toy photography is super cool. Um, as far as like anime characters, um, Bakugo from My Hero, um, I haven't changed my top five like anime characters in a long time. He shot to number one. He's amazing and colorful and just like has so much going on for that. And then just classic, you could shoot, I could shoot an Ewok or a Jawa all day long. Just like, I love the Star Wars, like monsters and stuff of that kind of characters. That is awesome. Yeah, I... I feel like uh, when it comes to like aliens and stuff, like there's a lot more like room to explore versus like heroes. Um, yeah. But uh, which uh, which Witcher character are you talking about? Are you talking about the the? I mean, the figure. Are you talking about Hot Toys? Are they doing one? I don't think Hot Toys is doing one. It's like a generic one. I don't even think it's called the Witcher. Um, I think Tom has it. You can see some on his feed. But um, they have a Nendroid for him, too. So, And I just watched the show on Netflix, and it's hilarious. And I I never played the games or the books, but it makes me want to. So, Is that show any good? Should I watch it? If you, 
It's really good. But if, if did you watch Game of Thrones? I have not seen Game of Thrones. Are you kind of like a fantasy kind of person, though? Like, like I do like... love Lord of the Rings. I mean, okay. I love that kind of stuff. Did you ever watch the Hercules or Xena series? I did. Yes. Yeah, it's it's that kind of humor. So oh, okay. you have to like you have to like understand. But they have the cussing and stuff too element. So it's actually. Gotcha. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm gonna rewatch it. So. I loved. My mom was actually a massive Xena fan and a massive Hercules fan. She, her like favorite actor is Kevin Sorbo. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, de- I definitely would probably dig on that. Then I need to check that out. Yeah, I mean, Sam Raimi is like one of the best directors of all time, and he's the one who did those shows. And this this reminds me of his stuff, where it's like fun, and it's just like in depth. And Henry Cavill's amazing. So. I didn't know Sam Raimi did that. What? For Hercules and Xena. I didn't even know. See, that was before I started researching stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. So is that your, what is your favorite show? Um, oh my gosh. Putting you on the spot. I know. This is like, I'm trying <laughs> to think of right now. Um, I mean, I watched all of Game of Thrones and I'm trying to think if I have liked something good enough. Oh, The Boys came out. That one is probably, it's coming from a comic book fan. I was very surprised. So... That was the one on the Amazon, right? Yeah, that is. It was amazing. Okay, I haven't seen that. I was I, I I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. I did not let my boyfriend talk during it, and I usually am okay. Wow, what is the premise for that show? Um, it's it's about um, it's like real life superheroes, which you would think they would actually do, but they're not all like great guys. They actually have real flaws and drug deals and all this stuff, but there's a bunch of, bunch of normal people trying to take them down a peg and show the world that they're not perfect. And huh. Carl Urban's in it. He's really good. I love Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, this is the time of the episode when we can just give a shout-out to our followers and everybody that's listened to us and people that engage with us on a daily basis. Tell everybody uh, what you what you think. Um. I guess I already mentioned a whole bunch of people. I kind of feel bad now. I think I was shouting out the entire episode. Um, so, <laughs> so you know, I talked about bets and all those other people. But really, I mean, just go out there and look around and discover some new pages. I think that's the best thing that I can give out to anybody and shout out about is I love to go and see where uh, Instagram's trying to take me just on common interests. There's so many people out there. Just go and go and explore. Awesome. Well, Steph, thank you so much for being on this and let everybody know how they can connect with you on social media. So I am just on Instagram at Stalagmite Thrilla. Um, and that is a long and a mouthful. So you're going to have to look up the spelling on your website there um, for the Instagram page. But um, just shoot me a DM if you have any questions or anything like that, even on collecting stuff. I've been collecting forever. So if you have a question on a first four figures um, statue or an Android, let me know. Awesome. And we'll have that link in the show notes, everybody. So if you want to find out where she is and you can find me at Dagobah underscore days, you can find our feature pages, Mezco for 1.12.collective, Star Wars for Star Wars toy picks and the toy Photocast on Instagram at toy Photocast. And remember everybody, we are storytellers. So get out there, tell your story and be like Steph, have some fun, shoot some toys and, and just enjoy this thing. Peace.
Got to give a shout out to my hardcore listeners on the Patreon, Scott Blind, Jordan Dodrell, and Stephanie Bear. Thank you so much for always supporting and being an incredible asset to the Toy Photocast team.